Having a podcast makes people pay attention to you. People who normally wouldn't give you the time of day suddenly start paying attention to you when you have a podcast. This is Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. You know, I didn't really set out to start a podcast. It's true. I didn't. I set out to write a book. A little over a year ago, I sat down to begin writing a book about the power of travel. Because one of my greatest passions in life is, of course, travel. And you know that about me by now. My love of travel began to grow when I was a teenager because I, was, I traveled the world with my grandmother. She took me all over the world. I visited 12 countries on four continents, all before my 18th birthday. And I just know, I know for sure with extreme certainty that those travel experiences inspired a passion in me that may not exist otherwise. Because by taking me on those trips, my grandmother had in fact given me a priceless, priceless gift. What I set out to do a little over a year ago was to write a book that would inspire parents to share that gift of travel with their children the way my grandmother had shared it with me. And I knew that my story was just one of millions, and I wanted to explore the childhood experiences of other travelers whose passion was equal to mine. I want to know who inspired them. And I was just committed, fully committed, to sharing those stories and writing that book. And I would have done it too if the people that I reached out to to share their stories would have responded to my emails. Because you see, I sent dozens, dozens of emails to travelers, people that I found on social media and on the internet, various blogs, TV shows, anyone, anyone who I found inspiring as a traveler, I reached out to them to interview them for this book that I was going to write. And I got one reply, exactly one reply. And just coincidentally, by just this wonderful circumstance I had been just discovered listening to podcasts. I mean, just barely discovered listening to podcasts around the time that I started to write this book. This is just a little over a year ago. So I'm 28 episodes into this podcast. I have two other podcasts that I, that I produce, and I have only been a podcast consumer for a little over a year at this point. As I was growing increasingly discouraged with the lack of response I was getting to these emails I was sending out. I heard something on a podcast that got my attention. It changed my life and sent shockwaves through my body. I heard a gentleman on a podcast say that having a podcast makes people pay attention to you. People who normally wouldn't give you the time of day suddenly start paying attention to you when you have a podcast. I was looking to interview people for my book. I was looking for attention and I wasn't getting any. So right there in that moment, when I heard that, that having a podcast makes people pay attention to you, I decided right there in that moment that I was going to start a podcast. I was immediately convinced that I could connect with everyone I wanted to for this book I was going to write. And maybe I could even connect with some people I thought were untouchable. If only I had a podcast. And that very day, literally that exact same day, I started sending out those emails again, seeking guests 
for this newly dreamed up podcast. And the text of those emails, the body of those emails were virtually identical to the ones that I'd been sending looking for people to interview for my book. But there was one key key exception there. Instead of asking people for a book interview, I asked them to join me on my podcast. I changed the word book to the word podcast and the replies started pouring in and almost all of them were positive. So it was true. Having a podcast does make people pay attention to you. I didn't have a podcast yet. And I booked several guests for this podcast and I didn't have one. I did not have a podcast. I scheduled about half a dozen interviews without having any equipment. I didn't have a microphone. I didn't have any software. I had nothing, absolutely nothing. And even if I had the right equipment, it wouldn't have mattered because I didn't know how to publish a podcast, didn't know how to record one, didn't have any interview questions, had no idea, absolutely no idea what I was going to do. I didn't even have a name. Didn't even have a name for the show. So I decided it was time to figure it out. And I did. And actually, I'm not going to necessarily get into all the, the nuts and bolts of how I started the podcast because there's, or there's, I have some other resources for that up at dramatictravels.com. I'll link that up. Today, what I want to share with you is what I learned during that launch period about the benefits that you'll enjoy before you launch. Because I think, and if you read about podcasting and I've shared this and, and in some articles that I've written on my blog, there are just considerable benefits to having a podcast, lots of perks, and it can really just accelerate whatever it is you're trying to do with your life, whether you're trying to start a business or a travel blog or anything, any combination of those things. Having a podcast is, there's, there's nothing but upside in my opinion, but that's after your podcast launches. Today, I'm going to talk about 10 specific benefits that I enjoyed. And these are benefits that I enjoyed before I launched my podcast. Because it's not, it's really not often talked about, but you don't actually have to wait until your podcast launches to start enjoying some of these benefits. Because like I said, when I launched my podcast, which I ultimately named Dramatic Travels, that was the very first iteration, which eventually became Dramatic Travels Family, and then spun off into this show, Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. But at the time, when I launched that very first podcast, I had no, no social media presence at all, none. My website got almost zero traffic, didn't spend a dime on advertising. But even though I was starting from scratch, I figured out pretty quickly there are a, there were a variety of ways to leverage my podcast before I launched it. So if you're launching a podcast, my friend, or if you're thinking about launching a podcast, I want you to consider these 10 benefits that you can enjoy before you release your very first episode. Item number one, media access. Podcasters, my friend, are members of the media. In 2018, pure and simple, we are members of the media. And even if your show hasn't launched yet, just a modest, modest amount of social proof might be all you need to convince event coordinators to grant you media access to their event. This is what happened to me. My show was two months away from launching when I applied for a media credential for the San Francisco Bay Area Travel and Adventure Show. The travel and adventure shows, there are a variety of them that that occur around the country. The San Francisco Bay Area is just one of them. This year, I think there's nine travel and adventure shows in various major cities around, around the country. So when the show came to my town, to the San Francisco Bay Area, I applied for a media credential. And not only did they grant my request, 
but I actually I even got a second media credential for my videographer, who is my 17-year-old nephew, 16-year-old at the time, my nephew, Anthony, who worked for free as my, my videographer. And I was granted, like I said, I was granted media access to this event where there's hundreds of, of travel industry suppliers and then thousands of travel industry consumers on the event floor over the two-day event. And I had all access as, as media to talk to anyone I want, interviewed whoever I want on camera. And it was all because I had this podcast that was in the works. They could go on my website, dramatictravels.com, even though it was lousy, and see, yeah, this guy's for real. He really does have a podcast, or at least at the time it was about to launch. They didn't, I, I would be surprised if they even really looked that hard, to tell you the truth. But whatever whatever their screening criteria was, I met it. I was, I did, I had done enough to earn a media credential. And when I was at the travel and adventure show, I got to interview, I interviewed dozens and dozens of people, anybody I could get to talk to me. I, I interviewed them on camera and I even got to interview if uh, you're in the travel space or if you're, if you consume travel content in any way, you, you know who Rick Steves is. I got to interview Rick Steves on camera, in person. Also got to interview Samantha Brown, who is a television host. She's had a couple of different shows. Very, very popular. If there is such a thing as a travel celebrity, she's she's certainly one of them. And if you, over at DramaticTravels.com, I'll link this up in the show notes. But there's videos of these interviews, and it's pretty is pretty remarkable what I was able to accomplish with just a podcast that was about to launch. And there's, it's so goofy when I go back and watch these videos. My my equipment setup was was super crude, but it didn't matter. I had a T-shirt, it said "Dramatic Travels" on it. I had a media credential hanging around my neck, around my neck. I was I was legit as far as anyone was concerned, and and I got the interviews and I had a whole 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 lot of fun. So that's item number one: media access. Item number two is connect with influencers. There are two gentlemen who are both on the 2017 Forbes list of top 10 travel influencers. One gentleman's name is Eric Stowen. The other man's name is John Descala. And Eric is better known as Travel Bobo and John Descala, better known as Johnny Jet. Like I said, they're both on Forbes' 2017 list of top 10 travel influencers. And I interviewed both of these gentlemen on my podcast before it launched. I interviewed them, I believe it was in January of 2018, and the podcast launched in March, so two full months in advance of the launch of my podcast. And the secret sauce, what did I do to get these guys on the podcast? I asked them. I just said, I reached out and I just doggone asked them. That was about it. And they both replied. And then as a bonus, after the podcast did launch and after their episodes aired, both Eric and Johnny put links to their episodes to dramatictravels.com on their very popular, very reputable travel websites. And if you know anything about SEO, that was, was very helpful. Gave me some, some SEO juice for my, for my website, Dramatic Travels. So huge, huge benefits there. And again, got those interviews with, with Eric and Johnny before I launched my podcast. Number three, media coverage. Media coverage. If you're launching a podcast, it's exciting news in your world, but we all know it's not going to land on the front page of the New York Times unless you're already a celebrity. However, that's that's really not the world we live in anymore. The front page of the New York Times probably wouldn't get you any, any new listeners anyway. The real people that you care about, the real media outlets that matter are the ones that are right there in your niche that serve people who would actually care about listening to your podcast. When you reach out to some of these these media outlets, websites, other podcasts, whatever, 
they just might be willing to show you a little bit of love, especially if you can offer them some sort of value in exchange. And my example was I interviewed the editor of an online or a blog online newsletter or whatever. It's called sacramentokids.net right here in my hometown of Sacramento. It's a blog for parents. And I interviewed this woman and without me even asking her, she wrote, wrote me up in a blog post that she posted on sacramentokids.net about my upcoming podcast. And she published it on my launch day, which was March the 5th, 2018. And that was just because I reached out and interviewed her very briefly. And that was enough to say, Hey, I want to help this guy out. And she wrote up a a blog post plug in my podcast that went out to parents and my, it was a family travel podcast. So parents were exactly who I was hoping to reach. So that was fantastic. And still to this day, very, very grateful for that, for that, that blog post. Item number four perks and benefits you can enjoy before you launch your podcast is be a podcast guest. So whatever niche you're in, there are certainly several podcasts that you can, you can add value to as a guest, even before your show launches. And by reaching out to, to other podcast hosts in your niche and demonstrating that you can deliver value for his or her audience just might get you just might get you a spot on their show. And when you do, when you do get booked on some of these shows, show up prepared and deliver those goods. And that's going to earn the respect of the host and will likely earn you some new fans when they hear your episode and they say, Hey, I want to check this guy out. I want to check this gal out. They were a great guest. They had a lot of cool things to say. They mentioned they have a podcast. I'm going to go check that out. That's the way I discover the, the vast majority of the podcasts I listen to. I subscribe to a particular show after hearing the host on a different show. And that's, you know, that's just kind of the way it works. Podcast consumers find podcasts that, to listen to by listening to other podcasts. It's just kind of the way it works. And another just kind of other little benefit, little side note about being a guest is, of course, there's no such thing as too much podcasting experience. And that extra time behind the mic, especially having conversations on mic, it's just going to really serve you well. So nothing but nothing but good things there. Uh, Item number five is leverage a podcasting community. So there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of online communities, big and small, for podcasters of all abilities, all experience levels. And again, that moment you decide to launch your podcast, don't hesitate to start engaging and reaching out to these communities. Develop relationships with your fellow podcasters, give feedback, get feedback, uh, rate and review other shows on iTunes. I know that's a bit controversial, the idea of swapping reviews. I'm, I've done it and I'm not sure how much it's really moved the needle on my shows, to be honest, but it, but it's something, it's, it's a thing. So do it if you want, if you don't feel comfortable swapping reviews, don't. Um, but more importantly than that, you know, share your little wins and your little losses that you experience as you're launching your podcast and listen to others and help them out. Cause surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, but just interestingly, I guess you become an expert kind of quickly and pretty, it won't, it'll be early on in your journey, probably when you'll come across someone who's a little bit behind where you are and you can actually help them out. Even if you're just getting started, if you're on you know, step two, there's somebody back there on step one and you can help them. And that's a great feeling to be able to help someone along their journey, the way that you were helped along by others in the community. So find that community, reach out and leverage those relationships. 
Number six, build trust with your audience. And this is your existing audience. If you have one, if you happen to have a blog or your potential future audience. And, and this includes social media. If all you have is social media, that's your audience. You know, whether it's Instagram followers, pick a, you know, pick a platform that is your audience or at least your potential audience then for your podcast. And the way that I see is a great opportunity to build trust with that audience in advance of your podcast launch is to share the journey of launching your podcast. Cause that, that journey is going to be filled with good and bad and just ugly moments and giving your audience, your followers, a behind the scenes look, a behind the scenes peek into your world, what's going on, the the ups and the downs that you're experiencing in launching this podcast, both on the personal side and then on the technical side. Because for me, launching my podcast was a, as much of an emotional journey as it was a professional journey. You know, it, it really ate into my... I don't, it, just, it, was a, it just changed my life in a lot of ways. And it was all positive as I came out of it, but the idea of launching a podcast was, was a big deal for me. And you know, the imposter syndrome was a, was a big part of that. You know, who the hell am I starting a podcast? Who's going to care what I have to say? And I didn't really share that with anybody at the time. I wish I had, and I think it could have been, I could have been more helpful at the time, but for you, my friend, that's an opportunity to, to take advantage of that time and really share what you're learning, what you're going through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, of course. So share those ups and downs. Don't hold anything back and you're going to find some true fans and they're going to, they're going to love you. They're going to love you for it. Item number seven, grow your email list. Growing your email list, of course, is one of the, one of the more challenging and important tasks that you're going to encounter when you're just getting started. So my advice is get started, get after it. Uh, try to generate some excitement about your launch on social media, drive traffic to your website. I don't have a ton of great advice on this. Honestly, I, I don't want to come off like I'm the, you know, the email guru cause I'm certainly not. Uh, so, but there are, there are great resources out there to, to figure out what's, what's the best strategy for you to, to reach out on social media, drive that traffic to your website and start growing your list, prepare some sort of actionable content, a lead magnet, um, again, I don't want to give any advice on this because I'm quite frankly, I don't think I did it very well in the beginning. I wish I'd taken a little stronger action and maybe brought in some, some better strategy, uh, in the beginning. But again, learn from my mistake, you know, make it, make it a bigger priority. If, if having an email list is a big deal to you. And I assume that for most people it is if you're in the online space. Um, but again, sky's the limit when it comes to, to ways to grow your list, offering cheat sheets, checklists, quick start guides. Those are kind of tried and true examples, but I, I, I personally err on the side of, of innovating. I don't, sometimes I reinvent the wheel when I don't need to, which, you know, can be, uh, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Being innovative can be very helpful sometimes. And at other times it can be a bit debilitating because you find yourself reinventing the wheel and, and wasting time doing things that really don't matter. But that's, that's me. And you'll have your own journey and share that journey. Remember, one thing I see some people do, and there's no reason really not to do this, but I don't necessarily see that there's a ton of upside, but collecting email addresses as a way or, you know, with the promise that in exchange for your email address that you'll notify them when your podcast goes live. That's a thing. I see people doing it all the time, but I know personally, I've never subscribed to anybody's email list for that reason, but it doesn't mean it can't work for you. Again, know your audience and know what they need. Number eight, document your journey. We've touched on this a little bit, but just the idea that, you know, you're going to be building expertise. 
along the way. And this really applies more on the technical side. I know I talked earlier about giving the behind the scenes look, but just documenting, this is more about documenting the technical process so that you can take the advice that you get from others and put your own unique spin on whatever advice you get, the outside knowledge that comes in that you're going to receive about launching your podcast. Document your process, figure out what works, what doesn't. Document that and someday, perhaps someday soon, you can be the one giving that advice. And there are certainly opportunities to get paid for that advice. So definitely don't undervalue the things you learn along the way, document them and you know, someday you might be able to leverage that and actually monetize that expertise. That is absolutely in the realm of possibilities here in this podcasting world in 2018, almost 2019. Number nine is a fun one. I call it be the most interesting person in the room, depending on the room. So when I started sharing with friends and family that I was launching a podcast, it certainly inspired a lot of fun conversation. And I think you'll likely experience the same. And you might find it surprising. I know I did just how many people are still just kind of mystified by the concept of podcasting. And for those people in your life who are still mystified by the whole concept of podcasting to them, you are going to be on just the absolute bleeding edge of humanity. Like, Oh my God, you, you launched a podcast. I have no idea. I could never do that. Well, the, the reality is they could, but they don't know that. But so you are kind of a, a hero standing on the mountaintop. Like this is the guy, or this is the gal who actually did it. Oh my goodness. Of course, there's going to be people on the flip side who are just going to think you're a great big dork, but that's kind of part of the fun. At least it was for me. And finally, I'm going to leave you on this one. This one is short and very sweet. Number 10, you are a podcaster, my friend. It doesn't matter how far off your launch date is. Once you record your first episode, you are a podcaster and no one can ever take that away from you. There you go, my friend. That's a list. That is a list, a top 10 list. I didn't set out to start 10. I know it's the 10 commandments, the bill of rights. I know we like to work in tens. This was just pure coincidence that I came up with 10. Maybe I'll add to it someday. It'll become the 11, 12 or a hundred benefits of podcasting before your launch. But there it is. There's my list. I'm sticking to it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope this was helpful. Of course, you can head over to dramatictravels.com slash E28. There is a blog post that accompanies this episode. You'll find that over there. And the links to the videos that I talked about of me walking the floor, interviewing people at the San Francisco Bay Area Travel and Adventure Show, people that I really had no business interviewing, but it's a whole lot of fun. And you can certainly go check it out. Again, The uh, all the notes and links are at dramatictravels.com slash E28. Hope you enjoy this, my friend. Once again, Aaron Schlein, I'm signing off. Have a great one. Bye. Welcome to the secret track on today's episode. Remember secret tracks? Back in the day, you'd get a CD or a tape if you really want to go back in the day and you'd listen to what you thought was the last song and then there'd be this silence, sometimes minutes, and then all of a sudden the secret song would come out of nowhere and it was kind of legendary just for the the super fans. Anyway, for you super fans out there, I'm going to drop here in the end of this episode about a minute and a half. It's that interview that I talked about with with Samantha Brown there at the San Francisco Bay Area Travel and Adventure Show earlier this year in 2018. I'm still just kind of tickled that it happened because I was literally nobody with no platform, no audience, but I had a media credential around my neck, a microphone in my hand, and uh, 
somebody pointing a camera at me. Didn't matter that it was my 17-year-old nephew. And I really just want to drive home that point that it doesn't take much. Just be professional and get just that little bit of social proof to get you started and great things can happen. Anyway, enough from me. Here's my interview with Samantha Brown on the floor. Well, not on the floor. We were standing on the convention floor. Yes, we were not on the floor. My interview with Samantha Brown from February of 2018, just 10 months ago. Didn't have a podcast yet. I've since launched three podcasts right around somewhere around 100 episodes. It's been an eventful 10 months, but this interview happened before all that started. And I hope you enjoy it. Off we go. Hello, Dramatic Travels family. Aaron Schlein here at the San Francisco Bay Area Travel and Adventure Show. I've got a treat for you. Travel host extraordinaire is joining us, Ms. Samantha Brown. Samantha, Dramatic Travels family, it's a pleasure to meet you. How's it going? Good, very good. Nice to meet you too. Excellent. Dramatic Travels is a family podcast. I've got one question for you in this limited time we have. What is your single greatest piece of advice for parents looking to inspire their children to travel but don't know where to start? Oh boy, start in your home, you know, home uh, backyard. I mean, even two hours away could be a very different town uh, with a different makeup of different people, wonderful ethnicities. Go to uh, a great restaurant. You know, go to uh, when I when you go to Washington, you can go to an Ethiopian restaurant. Of course, when you're out west, there's amazing Thai food, there's amazing Cambodian food. Go somewhere foreign and then ask the server how do you say hello in your language. Make sure you open it up so it is this international experience that they're having, even in. In their own backyard. Did you get all that? That's gold, my friends. Travel in your own hometown. Always be traveling. Be kind to everyone. Mm. Samantha Brown here at the San Francisco Bay Area Travel and Adventure Show. Thank you so much Thank for you. taking a moment. Oh, appreciate really it. appreciate it. I'm such a dork. <laughs> 